12 minutes past seven this Friday morning. You're listening to Good Morning Scotland with Laura and Martin. And if you've finally ventured out for a night on the town, whether it's a drink with friends, a meal, or maybe just catching a film, you might have ended the night and probably the next day feeling a bit worn out. Well, if you have, don't worry, you're not alone. You could be experiencing what experts are now calling post-lockdown social burnout. So what is that and how do you overcome it? Well, Lena Mukherjee is a psychotherapist with the British Association for Counselling and Psychotherapy and is with us now. I'm pleased to say good morning to you, Lena. Just start, if you would, by, by explaining exactly what social burnout is. Good morning, Martin. Well, from my understanding, social burnout is the experience of having been in a situation, a world global situation, as well as local, where we have been almost required, not just required by law, to keep in, in our um, lockdown state, in our collapse state, in our survival state, that we're not allowed to mix with anyone. And now suddenly, after 18 months, life has gone back to normal and our autonomic nervous system is having to rev itself up to reconnect with the world once again. So it's, 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 a, it's going from one extreme to another. So it is not surprising that people are feeling very tired and dysregulated because it's taking more energy to be sociable when you've been in a, in a collapse, in a survival state for so long. So, so while our conscious mind might be revved mm. up and eager to get mm. back out, our subconscious isn't mm. quite into gear yet. Is that right? You, abs- lovely phrase, absolutely. And just listening to your previous speaker talking about people's need to feel secure and whether that's through employment, knowing we've got food on the table, we've got money to pay for things, and our health, because we've been told, don't go near other people with a two-meter distance. You know, there's been a lot of fear and a lack of trust. And now body's having to um, recalibrate itself through the nervous system to say it's okay. And that takes time. That takes time. So, I mean, if, if people are thinking just now, right, it's Friday night, the pubs are open again, mm. restaurants are open, friends are going out, I really mm. quite like the sound of that. Mm. And, and nothing about them thinks, well, you know, I, I can't cope with this, I'm not ready. If you're not, if you're not got any kind of anxiety health-wise, what can you do just to, to avoid social burnout, avoid feeling right. knackered? at the end of the night. <laughs> I, like, I like your language, Martin. Um, it's pacing and regulating, and it's little and often. It's like what I said all year through COVID, is to, to do... So, so perhaps instead of going out for a meal and cinema, you go out for a drink, and then you go out for a meal and a drink, and then you build it up, and then the, the cinema comes later, or you do one of each, that you don't do it all at once because literally it takes so much energy. Yeah, we're, we're just out of training as well, aren't we? I find small, yeah. t- small talk is exhausting now because we haven't <laughs> yes. had to bother with it for so long, uh-huh. mercifully. And perhaps we've actually reevaluated the quality of life. Does small talk need to be said instead of being honest and meaningful and saying it as it is? Yeah, I mean, does, does, our, does our brain, does our mind have kind of muscle memory where you used to find all these things really easy and you can yes. just get out, you can become unfit? You've got it. you got it. And also, coming back to the autonomic nervous system, Martin, that we have what's known as three stages of operation. So we have a dorsal system, which keeps us into survival mode, and then the sympathetic nervous system, which is survival, fight and flight. And then we have a ventral vagal nervous system nerve that allows us to socially connect. And that takes practice to get back into ventral because we've been in dorsal and sympathetic for so long. 
Yeah, it's it, it, it's World Mental Health Day, isn't it, Lena? On yes, Sunday. Sunday. I mean, this is something that actually we will be giving a lot. We're giving a lot more, yes. paying a lot more attention to now. I think yes. th th you were going to tell me that's a really good thing and about time, aren't you? I am absolutely. I'm so glad you've mentioned it because it's a recognition to destigmatize and to acknowledge a global suffering that's often gone into silence. And I'm a huge advocate for the day. And I'll be putting a podcast out there to, to support and to offer a practice to help people. All right. Well, listen, good luck with that. I hope it goes well. And thank you very much indeed for being with us this morning. That's Lena Mukherjee there, uh, a psychotherapist with the British Association for Counselling and Psychotherapy. It's just turning 17 minutes past seven.